Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. Gloria in Excelsis Deo. We welcome back the Gloria tonight. And we chanted it in Latin. Latin is the official language of the church, a sacred language that unifies all peoples from every tongue and nation. Latin is a dead language that cannot be manipulated for ideological or evil purposes. Church law states a priest is supposed to know Latin, but I know very little myself, and being older, I find it harder to learn new things. What a shame. You see, if all of us knew a little more Latin, we would know more about who we are, where we come from, and where we're going. For example, why are the little pieces of bread used for Holy Communion called hosts? and not uh, crackers or wafers. When most people today think on the word host, well, they, they think of a host at a dinner party. After all, the event we celebrate tonight is called the Last Supper. But the word host, in this regard, is from the Latin, which means victim, as in a sacrificial victim Offered to God. Why does the priest lay a small white napkin on the altar at the beginning of the offertory? Again, because he's the dinner host? No. The napkin laid out is a clean white linen sheet called a corporal. Where did that name come from? Well, like most everything else, it came from the Latin corpus which means body. A corpus is someone's body of work. A dead body is a corpse. Christ's corpse, when taken down from the cross, was laid on a clean white linen sheet. Passover was hardly a casual meal. Exodus chapter 12 details God's instructions on how to offer the Passover, the essential component of which was a sacrificial lamb. A one-year-old male without stain or blemish was to be slaughtered, and his blood was to be sprinkled on doorways. God gave the rules, the kind of lamb, the time, the place, the person to kill it, and the persons who could eat it. The law was so strict that one who would not properly keep the Passover was banished, cast out from the Jewish nation. Now, that hardly sounds like a casual dinner party. And how could it be? The angel of death was right down the street. That had to have put a bit of an edge on the evening, would it not? The Jews were not laughing and carrying on, telling jokes. No, they were praying. 
Exodus 12, 12 states they bowed down and worshiped, pleading that they would be spared from God's wrath. Some scholars have argued that the angel of death was none other than Christ himself. Listen to Exodus. It is the Passover of the Lord. For on this same night, I will go through Egypt, striking down every firstborn of the land, both man and beast, and executing judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I, the Lord, but the blood will mark the houses where you are. Seeing the blood, I will pass over you. Thus, when I strike the land of Egypt, no destructive blow will come upon you. It is the Passover of the Lord. Holy Mass is the Christian Passover. It too, then, is not a casual meal, but is the fulfillment, the perfection of the old Passover sacrifice. Tonight's second reading is St. Paul describing Holy Mass to the Corinthians in 55 AD. Note in verse 25, Paul writes that after supper, Christ instituted the new covenant in his blood. Christ started something new apart from the meal. This new ritual would fulfill, would bring to completion the Passover sacrifice. The idea of Holy Mass being a meal actually died out very early in the church. In fact, until the 16th century, Protestant Reformation, no name meaning meal was ever used to designate Holy Mass. Quote, what the church celebrates in the Mass is not the Last Supper. No, it is what the Lord instituted in the course of the Last Supper and entrusted the church, the memorial of his sacrificial death. His sacrificial death. There was a physical death on Good Friday and a sacramental death on Holy Thursday. However, we have one and the same sacrifice. Calvary was bloody. The upper room was not. These are but two presentations of the same thing. The mysterious sacrifice began in the upper room after sundown on Holy Thursday and was finished at 3 o'clock on Good Friday when Christ bowed his head, died. But it was only finished physically. The one sacrifice remains, for Christ is a priest forever. This is a sacred mystery. But at the same time, it is easy to believe for anyone with faith, for there is no time with God. Christ could make Calvary happen mystically the night before it happened physically, and he could make it happen afterwards so that it can be applied to our souls now in time. My friends, as long as there is sin in the world, the sacrifice of Calvary is in play. It is perpetuated. It is a reality. That is why we, quote, glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. We do not glory in the supper table of Jesus Christ. The supper table is not what saves us. No, Christ's sacrificial death is what saves us. That is why on Holy Thursday, Christ did not ordain chefs 
He ordained priests. If the old covenant required priests and real sacrificial blood, then so much more the new and eternal covenant requires priests to stand in for Christ as he sheds his real blood at the altar of sacrifice. This being the case, Holy Mass can hardly be a a casual affair. No, Mass should have an edge to it. After all, the angel of death is right up the street. He comes like a thief in the night for all of us. But take courage. Lamb's blood sprinkled on wooden doors saved the Jews for a while. Christ's blood sprinkled on a wooden cross saves you forever. Listen then to the one who this same night goes through the world executing judgment. Listen to him say to you, seeing the blood sprinkled on your heart, I will pass over you. Thus when I strike the land of sin and death on Calvary, no destructive blow will come upon you. It is the Passover of the Lord. Passover. 